Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tech Smash Bros. Um, this is episode 34, and once again, I catch up with my long-distance friend, um, John. Uh, today, we talk about population decline mostly in Korea, a little bit globally as well. Um, we talk about the problems that this causes in Korea, uh, how uh, Korea might be able to solve for the population decline problem. Um, we're no policy experts, but we just talk about it anyway, as people do in 2021. Um, and then we talk about the venture capital system in Korea and how it can be leveraged to help solve for just over-concentration of people in some urban areas there. Um, so yeah, I think those are the two central topics that we talk about. I found it pretty engaging. Hopefully you guys find it as well. Um, and without further ado, here's the episode. All right, we're on the record. Welcome to episode 34, I think, of Tech Smash Bros. I am here with John, my good long time, uh, long distance friend. Yeah. He just woke up from a nap. How important are naps? <laughs> oh, very important. It's a good way to recharge, I feel like. How long was your nap? Uh, I think about a little less than two hours, one hour, 40 minutes. Oh, it's a long Consider- nap. Considering the time I like rolled around, maybe a little less than that. <laughs> rolled around when you're yeah, waking up? Like, yeah. 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 We need that little like ramp up phase. Mm, There's exactly. like a transition phase between like waking up and sleeping. Yeah. Is, um, oh yeah. You guys don't, you guys still don't have vaccines in Korea, right? To everybody, know, we, we're getting them now. I mean, much slower pace than you, but I think we're like vaccinating what 25 no 250 to like 300,000 a day. Okay, so but um, it's they, they, they're still saying we could do it by the end of the year, like full vaccination. Skeptical, but we'll have to see. You, you're not qualified yet to get a vaccine, right? Uh, no, but I did register so like. Oh. You know how once you like uh, open the vaccine, apparently you have to administer all of it, the full uh-huh. like, uh, what do you call that glass bottle looking thing yeah. within like a couple hours. Uh-huh. And occasionally there are people due to certain like personal reasons that fail back to... out. Yeah. Like they, my grandma backed out a couple days ago because uh, uh, it was my grandpa's 48th day after he passed away. And in Buddhist terms, that's like, a, that's when they actually move on. So she wanted to like, you know, do that with my grandpa mm-hmm. in at the temple. But she thought that if she took the vaccine, she's going to get like a little weary and maybe like get a little tired. So she like opted to not take it. Oh, I see, I see. So there's various reasons. So she had to sign up again. But point being, uh, when those people don't take it, you know, they have to like either use the vaccine or throw them out. So yeah. what the uh, local governments did, as in like the community level, yeah. the district level governments did, was like they like took a list of people who are willing to get the vaccine and who are like always kind of ready. On the ready, yes. Yeah. And when someone backs out, they'll like start going down the list. And if you're if you get caught, then they'll be like, oh, just come and take the vaccine right now. And right. you can go and get the vaccine. So a normal schedule, I'll probably be vaccinated like what at the end of the year, almost probably like yeah November ish. But if something like that happens, I could get vaccinated pretty quickly. So I just yeah, it's like a it's like a college wait list. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. <sighs> Do you usually take naps on every weekend? Or you just no, tired no, no. I was uh, watching Netflix and just fell asleep. Netflixing nap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new thing to do during the pandemic, the lockdown. Yeah. What were you watching? I was watching Maze Runner. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like it's a movie yeah, that you shouldn't really fall movie. asleep in, but I fell asleep. So I mean, I, I guess it says something about the movie <laughs> or something about me, at least. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's an old movie, dude. Yeah, I read the books when I was little. I think you told me. Yeah, you I never finished that. the movies. Yeah, I never got to the movies, but then there were like some YouTube videos that were like, you know, you know those YouTube videos that like explain movies? Oh, yeah, it's like they give a synopsis of a movie. Yeah, and I've been into this YouTube videos that explain like uh, the anatomies of like science fiction monsters. Like if it were true, how would they possibly work? Uh-huh. And in Maze Runner, there's that vibrant zombie looking thing. Uh-huh. And then the dude was like, explaining about how this virus would work. Uh-huh. This guy, This guy was doing like a whole... Like like a a bunch of videos about that recently because of the COVID virus, I'm guessing. But oh. uh, I thought it was interesting, so I was like, "Oh shoot, yeah, it's on Netflix. I might as well go watch it." And then I fell asleep in like 20 minutes. Oh wait, it wasn't a movie. Wait, oh you watched him? Oh, so you watched a YouTube video and then you went to Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. So you were more fascinated by the anatomy of the virus rather than the movie itself, huh? Well, well, wow. I mean, I read the book, so I was I I, I knew it was nice. It was kind of, I mean more towards younger audience i feel like and then yes, i read yes. I, I i saw the youtube video and I, it, you know just like it, it, he described it very interestingly the virus thing it's like uh-huh. oh i might as well go watch it. i have time before our little recording session <laughs> so um, I to sleep. straight to sleep <gasps> nice so how about well, you how, well, did you get your vaccine no i should i should take it like, um, you, are you allowed to get it anytime you want no i have to make an appointment um, right. so I, I'm making an appointment, but I mean, almost all my friends have been getting it. Dude, yeah, yeah you should get it then. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to get it soon. Do you get yeah. to choose which one you're getting? No, that's, unless you choose a specific place that administers like only one type of vaccine. Otherwise, it's like a place that offers both types and you're at the mercy of random chances. Is there an all, usually most like Moderna and Pfizer? In the yeah, year? yeah, but I want to get Pfizer. Yeah, I don't hear great things. I mean, I hear great things about Moderna, but I hear the second shot out of Moderna can be pretty potent and just. Just knock you out. I mean, knock you out means like get you tired and knocked out, right? And no like feverish. Chilled. I heard. I heard. I heard one of my friends got a fever. Oh, but they didn't die, right? No. Yeah, but... that's fine. <laughs> yeah, a... but they get a fever. So oh, fevers be like, I'd rather get a fever any day than have to deal with this COVID stuff again. I don't know. I we some of us might have had COVID and we just we. We never got any low severe symptoms from yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I had to get so the vaccines like a couple of days ago. Oh, you got tested again? Yeah, you were negative. Yeah, yes. yeah, because uh, the the cooking class I told you about, they had another uh, positive outbreak. So they had Jesus to cut the class. Christ. Everyone in the class. This is the second time. So I was like, God damn it, man. <laughs> Oh, so what happens then? You don't get a refund? Do you just re- they just reschedule? Like no, they just uh, like the uh, hold all your classes, and I could just do it whenever. Like when they when they reopen because it's closed right now. Okay, okay. Because it deals with food, so they have to like seriously clean the whole place out. I feel like. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that and so you know, I I told you I was trying to get a LASIK surgery. I think yeah, back then. Right? I guess. Yeah. I told uh, maybe I told you like on a while on back, man. Medium. Yeah, so I was gonna take it. Uh, I I I had already uh, what do you call it? 
uh, scheduled for the surgery like early this year i believe it was like sometime early january but Uh like i had to cancel the cancel the surgery because uh my job interview like coincided with that day Uh uh-huh and then i rescheduled it again right like okay a couple days right after my birthday Uh uh-huh and you know to give myself the you know gift of vision (laughs) anyway Uh, day <laughs> right after my birthday. after your birthday you yeah, give yourself yeah. Birth- you're reborn yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, you know you after you're born you don't see the world immediately i feel like oh my god that's you're a reference baby. to yeah, yeah. allegory of the cave as well anyway so the Here point is uh, uh i got a fucking eye infection the day after my birthday oh and then i had to cancel god. my surgery again i was like oh my god the world doesn't want me to see <laughs> Uh, Someone so, doesn't want you to say it. Oh, and then man, well, I went to the doctor, right? And then I was like, uh, dude, when's this when when is this eye infection gonna heal itself? But it took so much longer than anyone expected. It took me like like two weeks. Usually uh-huh. it goes away in like four or five days. I was like, oh my god. So yeah, I'm finally going to reschedule again. Oh, you gotta reschedule. You have to reschedule that. You're going yeah, to, I have reschedule. to reschedule. Yeah, yeah. Because I, ha- I didn't know when this virus is gonna go away. So I mean, eye infection. I was gonna go away, so I like. I Were you in pain with the eye infection? Uh, it, it's really itchy and uh, just really swollen the whole time. So oh. it looks like I got socked in the face really hard. Oh, except damn. it's not like purple, just normal. What do you think happened? Why? So apparently, it's a common eye infection, but like you know how it's spring right now, and there's a lot of pollen in there, and right next to my window, there's like a bunch of pine woods. And then, like, when you kick the pine wood, you know, like, all those yellow dust stuff oh, just falls out. And it probably fell in my room, and I didn't notice that. And it just, like, rubbed my eyes like crazy this one morning. I remember rubbing my eyes. I was like, oh, what's something's definitely in my eye. And I was trying to get it out. Yeah. But then, apparently, like, I probably, like, ripped my eye somewhere. And then the pollen went inside, and then it caused an allergic oh, infection. Oh, God. So. Okay. Wow. That was actually a pretty detailed explanation. You sound like a doctor. You just retraced like the route yeah yeah I just retraced how I got it and I asked them because I was like really upset that I couldn't get the surgery. <laughs> you, you deprived yourself of the gift of vision as your uh, birthday man. gift. Oh yeah. man, dude, that sounds very oh yeah, it sounds almost divine. And uh, oh. I was like, gonna play God with myself. Interesting. I mean, I rescheduled um, a gum graft surgery I had to do for my teeth, mm. um, but that was off my own volition. <laughs> I just yeah, that was not because I had to. So I had like. A, converse experience from you well i hope you get um you finally get your vision yeah me too yeah don't schedule it on a special day you just double the potential for disappointment yeah i'll just schedule on like a random friday yeah (laughs) well yeah i guess a random friday nice let me see. Well, let me see some of the topics you want to discuss. I actually found them fascinating. Those are, they, they seem like pretty fascinating topics well, to these, me. Those are topics that I feel like both of us should have a little more reference on because they are pretty heavy topics. It's not like something we could have an opinion on without really knowing too much about really? it. Really? Let's see. Like, what were they? Okay, okay. Just, the first one, this yeah. Pop, I was like, what does this even mean? Depopulation of first world countries? What do you mean? Like people are like leaving? Having, no, countries? no. Like having less babies. It's a lot more serious probably in Korea and Japan and probably China too. Oh yeah, we, we already met, we already talked about this a little bit because like you said, marriage yeah. rates are falling off as well too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I we can talk about that. I think that's pretty fascinating. I mean, I liked talking about it before. Why do you have a particular opinion about it? I don't know. Like, I, I just want to hear what 
an American would say about how to stop solve. this issue, solve this issue. Well, one, do you think it's an issue? Oh yeah, definitely. Why? Uh, well, because of I mean, okay, for there to be a healthy economy, there has to be you know a certain level of consumerism. With the issue right. with uh, having no babies at all, there's a lot of markets that are dying because of that, right? Some of the markets, like I, I read the reason I thought about this recently was because there's a company called I believe Dongshim in Korea. Oh yes, yes, yes. And they used to be. I mean, they they're like having an issue because they bullcrapped about like their yogurts being able to cure COVID virus, and then obviously what? they couldn't. That's a Korean company. Yeah, yeah. That's we like, a Korean company claimed to cure COVID with their yogurt. No, no, no. They, they they claimed that it would help with COVID, right? But obviously, it was bullshit. And then they got sued like crazy. So they're in. The oh no! It's a global company too. Yeah, they I know, sell exactly. everywhere. Anyway. Oh, is it with their yogurt too? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> they didn't do that with their yogurt too. Wait, no, was it was it, dongshi, it, it, it was probably Dongshim. Anyway, point being. Oh uh, fuck! That's terrible. One of these, uh, like uh, the 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 the. the the one of these uh companies they make a lot of baby powder what baby powder baby formula right sure sure yeah and they had like a monopoly pretty much yes <laughs> and it has a defined market like you know it, the market literally depends on how much infants you have right yeah yeah and i yeah. saw their graph on how small the market got and then you i see numbers all the time like oh korea's fertility rate is like 8.0.82 and like which is like way lower than anyone expected, right? And then Korea's I, I fertility like, rate is zero point eight two. Yeah, yeah. So like two people, like one family would have zero point eight two babies. It's not even one baby a family, right? Oh, so I it's see, bad. I see. But right, you right, don't right. really get that into picture. But I saw it in like number of sales. Maybe I just understand that better. And yeah. then it was it's just like a downward slope, continuously, never stopping. Because oh, just yes. because you know when you're selling like baby formula, you're not you're not gonna go like okay, so. Since we have a lot left, just feed your baby three times more than what you usually normally would, right? That's right, not, no, no, there's that's only a defined set of how much they, yeah, they yeah. sell and babies consume. And they literally had to give up on that market. So I was like, wow, this is actually literally affecting a lot of things. I mean, obviously, expect that's a very limited scale of what it affects. Uh, a lot of things you hear is that a lot of the neighborhood schools in like the uh, smaller provinces. Yeah are closing down because they literally have only 10 kids in the elementary school. Uh-huh. And wow. so they have, so <laughs> these kids have, up, yeah, so these and kids have to end up like going two hours to go to the nearest school or being homeschooled. And this also affects the population move to the, to uh, more concentrated urban areas. Right. And then it more focuses the population more in Seoul, which is like pretty much the only urbanized, like biggest, I can't, I can't say it's their only, but it's the biggest urbanized area. So yeah, because there aren't too much schooling opportunities for children within these pop, uh, provinces, it forces them to move to like more urbanized areas, which oh, causes wow. more problems oh. for like, potential uh, outbreaks like COVID. Interesting. Oh, so interesting. Of... Wow, you've mapped this whole thing out. You mapped this whole thing out. So this, is also, this is all from that sales graph. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that oh, company's going bankrupt. <laughs> no, no, they're not going bankrupt. They're actually selling a lot of other stuff. So well, they can just reallocate their resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, in, in it just started off else. from that article because I didn't. I yeah. was always like 0.8. What the hell does that even mean, right? Yeah, no, but actually, it pop, if the fertility rate goes down, then the consumer, the whole consumer base, mm. meaning like in the future, it's going to be lower. Exactly. Too. That's when yeah. I kind of got like, in, kind of like ingested the actual meaning of consumer base shrinking. I was like, what the hell? 
Whereas yeah. we're in the ex- like Korea's an export economy anyway. Why does that matter? But then I was like, okay, never mind. We're not that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Too many. There's so many local companies, domestic companies that probably feed families too. Exactly. So, so yeah, that was another issue. Uh, and then there's. I mean, it's because it's just it's becoming such a big topic. It's like a bad cycle with both. Uh, you know, having less population, like decreasing populations for that. Yeah. Like, like coinciding with like raising uh expenses for living. Rising yes, exactly. Living. So I I would imagine the expenses for living would drop over or at least would no, like no, slow down. Right, I mean in the long run it would, but right now the reason well one of the reasons they claim why uh the infer- the fertility rate is dropping so low is because the expenses for living are becoming so high. Uh-huh. Families can't afford to have exactly more than one kids, right? Right. And then this brings in a lot of like bad spending habits that like Korean society expects. Not necessarily bad. And this and then this also works into the thing I hate the most about Korean society is the hagwon system. Which <laughs> is absolute hate bullshit. Okay. I hate that crap so much. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Because it has such a huge like it's a, such a huge economy. I mean but it's very artificially inflated, a, I think. Exactly. Yes. And it's really toxic, like in the sense that it Really, a lot of people would disagree with you, but yeah, I, they would. But with with the, with the growth of a child, you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I think like, I, I think, think so I, too. I have a lot of a lot of my colleagues are not having babies, and when I hear them talk about like how how they have to send their kids hagwon, hagwon. and then I was like, oh man, do they really want to? But then obviously they really don't want to either because they're like they would rather want to have them, but then because everyone you know is like kind of pressured to go. So if your kid doesn't go, he, the he or she is yeah, automatically yeah. set behind. That's been as a parent, you don't want that either, right? So it's just like yes. a horrible cycle of this happening over again, over and over again. So, yeah. Yeah, and then usually once they send one kid, like in that process, they're like, yeah, I don't want to send another one of my kids to do that. So they actually opt out of having kids too. Right, right. So in a way, you know, depopulation is helping resolve some, one of the problems that you don't like about Korea, which is the Hagwon system. So this rather good and bad. That's solved in a different way than to depopulation. <laughs> you know, but you know here that the um, overpopulation has always been an issue too, right? Like there's been concerns about how the population growth of uh, human beings, like the rate of population, has been outpacing the growth of resources. Yeah, that's true. Right. So it, this could be kind of like good for nature, at least maybe. Good for nature, yes, but uh, yeah, I think. From a national scale, this is a big issue. I feel like for a country, in the, yeah, their economics for, and in, politics, in the states, right. in the perspective of being a country, <laughs> this is a big, big. It's issue. a very, but it's a very human centric way of looking at it. Like our lives and our the way our life, the quality of our lives yeah. are supreme, and it should be supreme at the expense of the world. I mean, it kind of presumes that as well, doesn't it? I mean, kind of, but not. I mean, you don't have to like take. I guess so. By having a lot of population, that it, that would eventually equate to the fact that it would harm the environment in one way or another. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've been the reason we're also like making a big push for like electric cars and carbon emissions, lowering carbon emissions gas, is because we have been depleting some of the natural resources of the world, right? And we've been harming our world, the world too. Uh, oh, but, this, I mean, yeah, this actually brings me to the other thing, too, because to combat this uh, depopulation, 
I think it was like by 20 something, 20 hundred, 2050, we're going to be like half the population of Korea right now. At so, this rate? Yeah, at this rate. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to continue at that rate. It'll probably like bounce back again. Yeah, probably, but it'll probably get worse, like really bad for a really, really, really bad for a while. And then it'll probably, and then it'll probably bounce back. But they're, yeah, saying, wonder... they're saying it's the time to actually start worrying, right? Oh, uh, well, I mean, we I mean, well, the time to be warming. worrying about was a long time ago. Well, yeah, and yeah, global warming too. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, that sort of theme about it's time to worry now has been so prevalent in so many of the issues that we're facing in the world. <laughs> we have too and many then, issues that yeah. we need to start worrying about right now. Fucking, we should just, you know, there's like these conspiracy theories about how, you know, actually, I want to go into that. This is <laughs> going to go into very <laughs> radical stuff. So I'll, wait, I'll wait, I do want to go into that, but, but, but first, but first, I just okay, want to mention, to, to just, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to mention, I mean, even though like it might be bad for nature and stuff, I mean, it's just natural for us to care about our own species and our, and our own people. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not wrong. I don't know if it's necessarily wrong for us to like want our population to be as big as it can be. But I mean, Elon Musk is even thinking about sending people to Mars because we, at this rate, we might not be even able to uh, rely only on Earth to host us. So that's how bad um, of an issue overpopulation can be. Yeah, I have doubts about seeing that as an actual possibility in my lifetime. Did you, did you, I'm sure you had doubts about having, like seeing an electric car be like one of the most popular cars in your lifetime too, no? Actually, I didn't even think about electric cars too much, but then I did think that they would be an alternate exception. I mean, as but, soon as I entered the market, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely what's going to be next, but. Like we talked about this, he just speed sped up the process really fast. But like making a popular human colony in space. Did you ever? I, I'm sure at the time people never thought they would be able to fly to the moon. I mean, I'm pretty sure at that time I didn't. If I was living at that time, I probably wouldn't think flying to the moon would be possible. But going there and coming back, you know, maybe hosting a small like research base, and then act, but actually making a population base there is. Com- Completely different, I feel like. Well, yes, it's just one step above. It's like we can't even do that in Earth as easily. How how would you do that in space, kind of thing? Making like useless land into a big city out of useless land. That's even hard to do in Earth as it is. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I didn't think that we'd be able to like travel from like oh one country to another. What was it? Was like what twenty thirty? We're gonna send people to Mars in the back. I think that was the schedule. In the fact, I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's more possible. I think one of the only things, one of the big things that I don't think would be possible is like time travel. I don't even know how ever we we're going to ever try to solve that problem. But like um, quantum mechanics does some crazy shit. Like the way atoms behave is very different from the way we behave. Like if you, sh- you know, I don't know if you've heard, of, you, you've learned, you, you know a little bit about quantum mechanics, right? No. <laughs> what? no. Why would I know anything about quantum mechanics? Dude, it's it's really fascinating. Like some something in quantum mechanics because it doesn't follow the normal behavior of physics. Like if I drop an atom, let's say, or if I shoot an atom straight direction, versus if you shoot yourself through a straight direction, like you would follow a straight path, but not necessarily for an atom. Like it's it's not necessarily like it'll follow a straight path. There's like a probabilistic nature as to like where an atom might fall. When you shoot it, right? I mean, that's fascinating. I think, but I think some of that stuff helps, like with like parallel computing. Computing. It's also like quantum mechanics that allows you to have like transistors. 
Like, you, you know, those chips that we have in our computers? Yeah, yeah. Why is quantum mechanics explains that? It's because it's electrons uh-huh. that kind of help with the, the circuit, the, making that like chip be capable of powering a computer. It's electrons that power the circuit. So you have to rely on quantum mechanics to be uh, able to do what, what a chip does. But the, but the reason a chip can be so powerful is because in a way, and I'm kind of speaking out of my ass right now, but in a way like quantum mechanics makes uh, electrons perform more than like a single electron might be able to do. Like it acts in a more powerful way than it would if it was like um, a bigger, larger particle. So there are many things that's hard to explain. Um, like, I don't know if we fully, like, we're still discovering like things about quantum mechanics too. So because there's so much, I don't think we know can be explainable that it's possible to do the unexplainable, you know, mm. anyway, it's a, yeah, <laughs> in a way it's like a faith in science versus like a faith in religion. Like, you know, you have faith in like God, even though you might not see it. It's like, a. I guess I have a faith in, in the science of it. Given, yeah. yeah. Just given just amazing things that happen without us fully understanding it anyway what, what was it what, why did we even get to what was the topic before oh yeah your conspiracy population. theory oh, oh no, yes, yes. The population stuff oh yes deep and how it would affect how... Earth's climate no okay yeah. just to like close out that no, topic, no 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 i like this so topic, go with... I like this topic. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, okay one of the reasons why this becomes another I'll, and i'm mainly focused with, with its effects in korean society but i'm sure i think i i feel like like Italy and Germany and some Western European countries are having potential. I mean, it's not as bad as we are, but they're at the brink of being minus population now. Minus? But, <laughs> what? Like, going, oh, because they're negative. losing a lot of people. Yeah, because more people are dying than people oh, are being born. Oh, my goodness. Being, come in. Oh, yes. Taiwan actually had, to, I think it had started in Taiwan this year, too. Or what? Last year. I thought Taiwan was doing, oh, but they were doing great with COVID. They were managing COVID no, very well. No, that doesn't well. matter. It's, like, it's the matter just of how many old dance. people die in naturally, right, okay. right? And how okay, many okay. kids you have or how many, like, uh, uh, people immigrate. So the ratio is turning negative. Yeah, yeah. And with okay. COVID, it doesn't even help with immigration at all. So, sure. point being, uh, oh, that's a good one point. of the issues well, do that you this... think? Oh, okay, carry on first. Carry on. Go ahead. Okay. Well, no, you could talk first because this, this, my next point is going to take like word I was thinking, you you mentioned something about immigration because of COVID. Do you think less travel has resulted in less uh, fertility? Huh. Uh, okay, so oh, is there a okay, so like there? you know how in the first couple of days of uh, quarantine and stuff. I, I mean, uh-huh. we didn't quarantine in Korea, but in like quarantine in the states and in like Europe. Yeah, people didn't. Like, have there sex. was like articles and studies i'm not sure how they did the study that were saying like oh it's going to be a boost in population because you know you're going to be stuck in your house with your you know wife or husband yes you're going to do you're going to have lots of babies right right Right? but from i don't know i didn't look into the other countries but and that those same articles came out in korea like oh we we might you know naturally solve this uh depopulation issue because you know when people are stuck together house what are you going to do they might you know I mean, one of the things you might end up doing is procreate, right? Right. But uh, what turned out was that it did not help at all. Yes, that makes sense too because I read an article saying like condom sales have been plummeting during the lockdown. Exactly. It's suggesting that people were not having sex. Exactly, exactly. Right, right. So it didn't happen, right. So that was like... Not true. But that's just being locked locked, uh, in your own home. Uh, But then... There has been also less travel, and you mentioned like immigration. You just you made a kind of I don't know if that's a uh, 
a backed up a, a statement from on your part or in the presumption, but you kind of made the association that less immigration resulted in like less lives, less people. Oh no, but I meant that in a sense that what other way wise? does the country like increase its population? Oh, besides giving for immigration, right? Yeah. Oh. And COVID makes the whole immigration process slower. It's still possible. It's much more slower. Oh, so just the tallying. Yeah, people. yeah. Mm, I'm not okay. saying like trap less travel yeah. that to less sex. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just talking in this. But you never know. Yeah, it could. It could. <laughs> but you're yeah, right. You could probably take it that way, but I'm not sure. Like I, I can't make that claim though without <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. True. All right. What were you what was it what was a long Oh point yeah, so the ten so the ten it's not a really long point. The tangent that I was gonna take us on was that uh, this 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 brings a lot of another uh, bad side of creating society out. Oh yeah, we kind of look at you bringing out the bad parts of society when usually I'm like the devil's advocate. Oh no, well no, I see a lot of bad side. I just prefer to look at only the bright side, but you know you can't always do that. <laughs> anyway, <That's healthy. laughs> point is, uh, so what? Another issue that I found with depopulations in, and I'm talking depopulation happens most in the r- rural areas. Like I told you, like young parents would move to the bigger cities to give their children a better upbringing and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But there are still agriculture communities within Korea. I mean, they're not, you know, people who actually farm and like grow cattle and yes. pigs, right? Right. And these things need a lot of land power. Land power? Man, man, no. Manpower. Manpower. Oh, okay. Yes. That came out with the burp, so it turned out into an L somehow. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> this is somewhat of an excuse on the farmer society, the farmer community side, but. Because so many that's looked down so much in Korean society as a potent, like a good job, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a job that most Korean parents will go like, yeah, go be a farmer, like son or daughter, right? Right. So they don't have the population to support that market either. Now nowadays they're doing that smart farm stuff, so maybe it'll work out. But smart the more farm. traditional farming methods are done still mostly by manpower, okay. and because of that kind of stigma that they are. Uh, a uh, lower, lower class, lower yes. class in society. Yeah. A lot of marriages don't happen within to those uh, uh, like families, across the right? sections, like those who are right? here. Yeah. So this brings up another big issue in Korea was uh, like quote unquote. It's pr- pretty much uh, what do you call those mail order brides? I believe that's the term that was used a long time ago in the U.S. Mail order, you know, brides. mail order brides. So you pay a lump sum of money to the family, and then you pretty much buy a bride but you're not like it's like a, it's like a like a, like a more it's like, like a dowry a, yeah it's like a arranged marriage that's heavily dependent on money but like it's not like yeah, yeah. the women go that concept's are been like, around. yeah yeah yes. it's not like the women are like literally forced but then they still have the choice to say no yeah i feel like i'm defending this as a bad practice i feel like but point yeah, being, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of so there's a lot of multicultural families within these rural areas right uh-huh. And then when these multicultural families marry, they have children that are multicultural. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but immediately, like, obvious to the eye, right? You could see that they're uh, mixed between Korean and some other location. Okay. Right? And yes. then, so this builds on the stigma of, you know, rural families being the lesser part of society because they're because of their uh, jobs. But now they even look different, right? The kids of those families even look different. So it brings up a whole new societal issue where you could see the societal difference with like just the pers- perspective of your eyes, huh. like you immediately like people will start to immediately think when they see a multicultural kid, oh, they must be, uh, like a kid of a mail order bride, like who works in like a like a farm or something, right? 
I well, see. these brings in a so, whole wait, new societal so, issue. So for the male or the bride, it was these agriculture Korean societies that were sending their daughters to... Yeah, usually it's the daughters. To a different country? or wait. No, no, it's agricultural... Like, these uh, farmers, they're still really rich, these farmers. They're not poor, mind you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, they'll... Since they can't marry, like, within Korea, like, there aren't... And, you're just gonna go into weird sections of sexism and like uh, stereotypes. Well, yeah, but you're telling us since they can't get married with a Korean woman in Korea, they opt to buy the bring these all, all from over a from a foreign country. Yeah, from a foreign country, which is usually Southeast Asia, right? Oh, and then they have different pigmentation, right. being they're darker than us. So uh-huh. when they have kids, their kids literally look different than us, right? Oh, I see. Than I our see. kids, like a like a Korean kid, right? I see. And so yes, that yes, puts. Like a stigma on the fact that they would already have a stigma if they were like born in a. I see, I see. But now that's more visible. It's it's literally visible to the eye. Division is more visible. Yes. So this is making a lot of big like. uh, These are interesting. So this is again like a lot of the issues with uh, like uh, prejudices inside society, like we talked about with Rachel last week. Some of these things have to like come in really quickly and sudden to like force the change upon. You can't expect change. I mean, you can expect change to build up through years, but then sometimes it takes too long for it to actually have an effect. And what this does is it brings multiculturalism forced into Korea, right? But then no, because, also because in, agricultural at the same, societies yeah, are turning because at the same time it still increases like xenophobia because these. Uh, multicultural people are still segregated within these rural communities most of the times. Yeah, but at some point, I feel like uh, exactly. Country... So in, it's, at some points, it will work out, but that process will be so much harder. I don't know if it'll work out or implode. You it know? might implode, yeah. And, and then, but then, and like then I the said, country will be forced to commit to one direction or another. For no, peace but like I said, it's because we're, the country itself is facing depopulation, the country's immigration laws are bound to get like a lot more open lax and open right yeah so they would where would people what country would like immediately immigrate to korea the most it's not, i mean maybe some like k-pop fans or something but that's like a more like a trip thing they usually want to like move up one matter so it would be countries that would have a uh where they feel like they could make more money by working in korea rather than their countries right which so, which has been the history of the u.s as well yeah yeah you? exactly that's right. why there's so many you know mexicans chinese koreans you know, and if you go uh, a little Koreans more back, like Irish, Italians as well. Right. Point being, it's, I feel like it may it, it may be a start of a multicultural, like, Korea. So that kind of comes out of that homogenous mindset. But perhaps, yeah. But it will be a very, very uh, hard process. I, I see. Like. I mean, you say hard. I see um, drivers for change. For potential yeah, there are drivers change. for change. They are yeah. there's no doubt, but I've also I mean that's been one of my gripes the, about Korea. The diversity. big issues that could come from that. I mean, these are issues. Like, these issues, I say issue, but they're very much like uh, what do you call those? Like growth pains, like you know, growing pains, growing, growing pains. pains. Yeah, there's there's in the country's perspective, they were probably just like growing pains. But there's gonna be like I told you before, there gonna be permanent about, changes. Yeah, when we talked about sexism and stuff like that, one of the uh-huh. conflicts that are less prevalent in Korea is the racial conflict or ethnic conflict that's you know you could see in america yes but, but now i'm saying okay. that will be added into the mix now in this tiny ass country with the whole like a useless amount of people with a useless amount of people says the guy who says depopulation is a concern 
I have mixed. Con- uh, 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 sorry, my thoughts isn't really coherent right now because I'm still really sleepy. But, uh, no man, but you've been spitting like point spit fire like. right there. Yeah. So, uh, oh yes, I I, I love yeah, my I, feeling shown. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're saying it's both. There are pros, both pros and cons to depopulation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I see the pro being this. I see the pro being we're gonna be more open to uh, immigration and multiculturalism is probably gonna be end up like at, whether Koreans like it or not being more accepted. Yeah, but there's like... gonna be a lot of growing pains where there's gonna be a lot of uh, civil not not necessarily civil unrest. Civil like unrest. Just, <laughs> not no. There's those rarely occur in Korea. Like more society like based social unrest. Social unrest. Yeah. Maybe somewhat civil unrest. You know what I mean, if there's going to be division in the country a little bit, yeah, might, you, know, you, may, you might be able to classify some civil unrest. And like in terms of the East Asian countries, uh, like let's take China and like Japan and Korea, for example, is is Japan the more like progressive with like races and interracial population? Okay, if or you look is at none this, of like, them? Well, first of all, it's none of them. Okay, okay. Second, it's, it's, it's actually harder to immigrate to Japan, from what I heard, to okay. to immigrate to Korea. <laughs> See, but they're facing the same issues as Korea because their population is also this green thing. But on top of that, they have a much bigger pool of older population to like, you know, yeah, but take care of, right? Yeah. So they're also opening up their uh what do you call it? Immigration yeah, like like uh like uh immigration rules. Yeah, China like, doesn't have this issue, right? I mean maybe they're like going down a little bit, but they had to literally institute a one child per family policy. Yeah, because they, and, their population I mean, was growing out of crazy. That pretty much like fucked up their demographics, but that, that, they don't have this issue in like the same feeling as Korea and Japan. China's demographics are gonna decrease too. It's already decreasing a lot, uh-huh. in compared to their like insane rise in population. Now it's just kind of stagnating. So so soon, eventually, it'll probably decrease. But they are already a pretty much a multi ethnic country. It's just really? like the Han Chinese mm-hmm. or the vast majority like there's like what i feel like like a like a million koreans ethnic koreans living there that consider themselves chinese and then there's like ethnic mongolians like tibetans and then those i have actually never met an ethnic korean who identified themselves chinese have you i've never met one yeah i met them a lot when i go to business in china interesting but they i guess they stay in china then i've never met an ethnic no no these are like koreans that stayed in china since like Qing joseon dynasty man yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think I've ever met an ethnic Korean that identifies themselves as Chinese in the States, so, yeah. And they would just say they're rare. Chinese. I don't think they'll go like, oh, I'm ethnic Korean, Chinese Oh, I guess you're America. right. I guess we won't be able they to. They would just say, oh, oh we I'm would Chinese American. The difference. Yeah. yeah. Possibly. I guess this is also me implying that Chinese and Koreans can look very much alike, which I admit, I think, I think we can look very much alike. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so they don't face this, um, I mean... <sighs> You're right. We would just I mean, they have that they have that stuff going on in their Xinjiang regions, but they they're still in essence a multicultural state. Uh-huh. With although with the huge majority of Han Chinese, so it's uh-huh. it's China's always kind of unique. Okay, it's like it's like you can't compare the U.S. to any other Western countries. Easily, you could compare it, but it still stands out because of its population and the of its uh, how its demographics are made up in general. Uh-huh. China's kind of that case in East Asia. Uh, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I think immigration 
bit, maybe it was inevitable that the, if our immigration laws are so tight, that depopulation would result. Because then the exclusive source for our population is just like inborn natural pregnancies. As well, well as opposed to the states a- where it's like immigration is welcome there. And then Brazil, immigration is also pretty welcome. And uh, that's also one other means to increase the population. So, so. that's like w- worry by the government, this uh, fear by the government of a potential depopulation crisis isn't solely, you know, for Korea. I'm just saying it because I know it more much more from a korean perspective so i'll say it from a korean in terms of korea but on, uh, this actually works into another weird stuff about reunification of the peninsula yeah. <laughs> a lot of other people a lot of people who are like for reunification they claim that oh if we reunify with north korea it would literally take care of depopulation issues okay so you know just adding that comment there oh but korea so does have a way out Unification, you're saying yeah, you're unification. making a pitch for unification. Yeah, you know that could be. Oh yeah. Know, well, since we're on the topic, what are what are some of the, so the solutions? Uh, we've established that depopulation can be both good and bad. I mean, I think part of why it could be good it could be some of the solutions and the four solutions that may come out of it. Like one of my gripes about Korea is just the lack of diversity, in my opinion. So having like more immigration, increased diversity of the country. Um, so yeah, okay. So the population we've established can be both good and bad. And then mm-hmm. if we were trying to solve the population, um, uh, re-immigration, like you said, would be one way. Well, so another thing is literally just actually convincing your population to have more babies. To do, do yes, that, but but have, to have the incentive to do it. Yes, but but yeah, they need incentive. But also, like, it's part of it. Like they're they're thinking, oh yeah, I don't want to have my child be born into this world. And like you said, like, I don't want to have another child to go to Hakuan and pay for the cost of that too. Okay, so you have to, you have to biggest... support the, the quality of the life of the families who would want to have yeah, exactly. so, okay. more children. So the Hakuan thing is probably more prevalent for people who are for planning for a second child because they see the first one go through that process. Uh-huh. Uh, but for those so who don't ob- have Obviously, child, the Korean government has done a lot of research and pulled out a lot of bullshit-ass plans out of their ass and put a lot of budget into repopulation uh-huh. none of them worked obviously since we still have the problem uh so a big consensus is that one of the reasons is because of the rising house price house prices that literally no one in like my generation could afford to buy a house in korea right. where like okay they could buy a house they could they can't buy a house where they could provide education for their like kids is what i'm is what is the issue right mm-hmm. so they're tying this in with the housing issue which has been a big topic amongst koreans like it's literally what i talk about with every people my age it's like one of those things that you know after a couple of drinks it ends up coming out did the housing be too high but that's all because yeah. you guys are like looking for housing in seoul right exactly that's again ties like- in with the population issue it's crazy. You guys sound like uh, one U.S. state where there's like one city where everybody buys to be it. But you guys, I, I say you guys, but it's also my country. Korea is a whole country, yet like majority, majority of the population think like going to Seoul, you'll make it. But in the States, it's like if you live in New York or if you live in Cal- 
not like New York City, California, if you like live in Los Angeles or the Bay Area, there's like multiple cities in the country that would be desirable for many people, like Denver, Colorado as well, maybe, or like Montana somewhere. But like in Korea, it seems like Seoul is like that one prime city everybody aims to be at, which I think is a big issue, which should be. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, we know that too. We literally call (laughs) Korea Seoul Republic. In like the comments, you'll you'll see people. Yeah, so make the, make other cities more desirable to live in as well. Have like prestigious do you, universities do you, do you, there. Do you well. think have they they haven't tried? <laughs> They've literally forced. I mean, they're clearly not successful. Like leave like their main capital city. They've like moved Congress to like different cities. They have. But in the, yeah, they have. It's like I think like sixty percent of who the gives a shit about Korean Congress program. going to a different city. They care about schools. Like prestige. Unfortunately, a lot of Koreans like they care. We care a lot about like prestige and like class. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, then well, you're the gonna have is, to increase the class. So. For the you can't just like uproot one entire organization, just like drop it, and they're like, oh, you're now part of this community. I mean, they've tried it seriously. You don't like, have to. They've had a bunch of to... these prestigious universities just literally, like they've actually like attempted to close down their Seoul office and go like, yeah, you're now from Daejeon. Boom. And then those those universities just like died. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You don't have a university there, then you can just have a, like a prestigious company or fund. I mean, this is where I think venture capital would just be great. Have like back up a company that has this great idea, let it start in a different city, make it boom, make it go crazy, and then people which naturally get started employing there. Have that company become so successful that it can offer great salaries, so people okay. want to move okay. there. Okay, then let's put it this way: how how many venture companies come out of like Milwaukee or like uh, some like city in Alabama? You see really the people, the people who are who are born there, they would like they be people from different places, but you would have like uh, a venture capital firm from somewhere else, and they would invest in those people or that they're who's starting a company there because like. I don't know where Mark Zuckerberg came from, or like where did Elon? Where did Elon Musk come from? Man, he came from South Africa. For no, crying out loud, like she's a completely different what, country. When they build but, up but they the company, where did they build it be, up? It doesn't they, matter where they come from in the end. If where they build up the company is also very important to the company's success, like the environment of where you start up your venture capital. Yeah, so just have the venture capital. So have the venture capital like invest in or infrastructure that allows for companies for startup companies to be able to start. In a different city, <laughs> why do you have to concentrate in Seoul? Like, why can't that venture capitalist firm like say, okay, you know what? Let's 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 you know let's have you like set up in this this, this city, and that will be because like, venture capitals your your like, your company's motivations come from making profit in them. They're not gonna risk profit just to like potentially save a dying city. Why would living in a different city have such a especially if you're gonna do between fund like a technology firm? You do not need to be at the heart of Seoul. Like you don't have to deliver to like retailers in like Seoul if you're a tech company, right? Okay, you don't have to. Why are there so many more tech bubble city like com- like com- companies coming out of San Francisco than Indiana, Pol- Indianapolis, and Indiana? I, I think that might also be somewhat of a misconception. Like Los Angeles has like a lot of um, startups as well. Microsoft is in Seattle, dude. Okay, dude. Okay. Amazon think is in of Seattle. It like this. Amazon's in Seattle, dude. Cities in Korea would like equal like states in the like in the United States term. Dude, right? that makes no sense whatsoever, though. Korea should be able to figure it out within their own country, which is the size of one state, to be able to like find a different city that can host like a different company. 
right? Your, your, your argument was like, oh, you know, it's hard to like move one company to a, like a different city. Where in the States, you find a different company that's successful in a completely different state. Relocation was never an issue. Distance is just never an issue. Why can't Korea do it then? This comes out to profit, man. All the educated students, Dude, all the workforce. Amazon is fucking profitable in a completely different state that is not California. They're operating in a completely they're, different they're, state. They're a hard, they, like the part of the op- operations that operate Amazon in that sense is mostly based on like labor force work then, isn't it? That's where their like, smart factories are. That are like they're yeah, but it was born. It was not Korea. born in California, yeah, dude. California. It's fine. You have a headquarters in one city, and then you expand. But you, by doing that, you give wealth to the city you started in. We think of it Seattle as becomes attractive. People want to go. Now you have Elon cool. Musk going to like Texas, dude. Like it's dude, starting okay. like a gigafactory. So now people every are going to move there as well. One of these conglomerates have a base or factory in every single city in Korea. It's just that whenever a new company coming up to rise, they have to go through Seoul for this process to happen. And then they could... No, they don't. That's just the way way the system works. So that's why you got to have like venture capitalists and the government kind of supporting like uh, and allowing companies to flourish or start in a different city. Like, uh, what is it? So Amazon didn't start in California, dude. I think it started in Seattle. Completely different. It's a city. It's in a completely different state. You can't do it. (laughs) Okay. Why would yeah, you say you no? <laughs> Why would you say no? You can still be profitable, start a different state, have the headquarters, be, have the birthplace there. Doesn't mean you're, I don't see why distance. You guys, dude, going from Busan to Seoul takes like what, three hours by car? Yeah, like three, four. Dude, that's nothing. Seattle to like California takes like days by car. Okay. Or, or eight hours, at least like eight hours or something. Like physical distance is not like if your product does not need to be distributed I'm, by physical distance. I'm not even distance. talking about physical distance. I'm talking about population within those cities. Like population yes, but you have access. But you have access to that population if it's a digital product, right? Neighbor doesn't have to be in Seoul. Like you can you can have the company somewhere else, and you still distribute that product to people everywhere in the country. Neighbor isn't in Seoul. And also, there are all, there. Oh, it's great! That, you see, you could, you yeah, have more things like that. Literally, the case where the company literally forced them out of Seoul. Neighbors a complicated case there, where, there where? is a case where the country forced them out of Seoul from Seoul to Pundang. Oh, Pundang's still kind of in Seoul, right? Yeah, it's pretty much in Seoul. Yeah, yeah, so they didn't even do that. They even put them out of Seoul, dude. They are in Seoul. What are you what are, I don't know I don't know what you are. That's not a valid argument. They're not they're still in Seoul. They need to put them to like Pusan or something. They don't All need right, to okay, be okay. They don't need Just, to be in Seoul. Can what a, you're saying that Facebook could build up a really big economy company in the middle of Nevada where like population is nowhere even close to sustaining a market. Oh, they could. What? No. Yeah, they could have. Cause market, cause then the why market don't is they? The state. Then why don't they? Why don't these like rural urban states in Look, America man. like pull these, like the stuff your ass thing? Because it just so happened that they, they set up in California. It just so happened. Think, yeah. It just so happened. For example, Microsoft. Whoa, why they just so happened they did it in Seattle? Partially, probably because like people like living there. But Seoul, what's so great about living in in Seoul geographically? Right? I don't know, man. Ask the fifth. Ask the half the population. You also have like there. you also have like a lot of companies starting in New York. You also have a lot of companies starting in Texas. It just so happened that way. 
And then if one, if, 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 um, like California before it wasn't called Silicon Valley, right? One company started, another company started there and it just started booming, taking life of, of its own. Before, like, I think like before Silicon Valley, probably New York was a hotbed for like where to get employed. Like it was probably one of the most expensive cities, but then Silicon Valley happened. It didn't, it, it didn't happen from the start, but that same history, that same pattern, could, why can't it happen for Korea as well? You like support the growth of companies, of startup companies in a different city, and then it takes a life of its own, and then it becomes prosperous. Well, why, why are you saying it can't happen? Like you're like drawing geographical boundaries that don't exist. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, no, I don't think so. Like, I can't, I, I can't see something being born out of nowhere, like a company or a, like a like a random city popping out of nowhere. But it happened like, at in least the in like you saw it happen in the states. Microsoft states started is in Seattle. so unique. I'm telling you, every single time, states is a very unique situation. But you don't think there are elements from how that situation came about that Korea could replicate? For example, Korea like- has tried to replicate that. It just hasn't worked very well. Exactly, maybe, probably, maybe because they're the way of their, 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 that they were doing it just is not great. Yeah, I mean, do you think like if you say, oh yeah, the government tried to like tax people this way, but for some reason in the states, if the government taxes people this way in the states, it seems to work better. Oh, so taxation doesn't work for us. That's probably not the right answer. Probably it's like the way they tax is probably very different from us as well, that we could learn from it as well, like benefit from it, right? The way you do it is probably key here. I, I, I don't, so I don't think, know. Okay, so you think having a venture capital set up a I potentially a risky... Venture, prop, yeah, robust, robust venture capital set up a potentially risky company that has no, like, like, you know, guarantees of success in a rural area where there's very little population to, you know, feed that venture capital. They'll have to set up insane incentives to get these people from other cities to come into that rural area to build up that company. You think that would... That's, that's what venture capital is. There's so many companies that venture capitalists or investors put in money fail. There's no, there's no, that, that's exact attitude that would prevent you from letting that happen. You need to take risks for high reward. That's, that's investing, right? High risk, high reward. <laughs> okay. Right? So venture capitals, the high risk, high reward started in Seattle, you know, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago. No, it's like, I think it's venture capital firms that like fund companies that have already, uh, that are trying to gain traction and that have already started in a different city and they like fund it. So like, yeah, continue growing here. It doesn't matter what the population is as long as your sales go up and like companies like Microsoft doesn't matter because they're serving the entire population, right? Digitally. They don't need access to a population physically necessarily. So yeah, yeah, just fund aggressively fund a company, believe in it. You will have companies that will fail and that will cost you money. Uh, but like a robust venture capital system, I think, or just investing, I don't know. I don't necessarily think from the government. I don't like that. I think having like private, privately funded companies to motivate individuals, have faith in your people and your population and the individuals, that they'll come up with great ideas. Most of them might fail, but some of them will be great. And then um, one success will lead to another and then it will proliferate and then it, it, a company might grow into like some like huge success. There's so many companies that like we didn't think Tesla would be able to make it through, right? But, you know, some venture capitalists and some funding, private equity funds uh, believed in it and they invested money where other people wouldn't believe in it. Um, and that's why it flourished as well. We got to take risks to be able to uh, see the success that we want to see, the success that you want to see. Okay, so this is coming from, again, a very American perspective. It, 
the level of venture capital you're going to have to need to pull this kind of thing isn't it's literally not possible within the korean domestic market i don't know are you, are you, are you really sure about that like it's not possible <laughs> at all we have a lot of rich people probably in korea but why do you think every single venture capital foreign venture capital set up their you know their new prize companies all based in seoul then if all these great venture capitals in the end they're not going to take the useless risk of building a company or society a community yeah, that's within a, a real community you got to take some risk and especially i don't know if foreign companies want to do that I you really want to rely, you any, rely any on company a foreign, would you really I don't think would. any company would i don't think even korean companies would dude it happened in the states there are people willing in the states to invest in different companies outside of their own states too it, that when the market's not the biggest there why can't we ask our the people in korea to do the same for their own people why not ask the people in Korea to like believe in their own people and their ideas? I also think it cause comes down to like at the elite elite levels, they're very comfortable at the elite levels. They don't want to give that power away. It, once you like start like doing venture capitalists, you have people that are nobodies, like perhaps potentially becoming like super rich. It disrupts this like very neat, strict order of hierarchy. I, I think that I I think there's something to that as well too. Why not take the risk, man, and then in your own people and let it let, let, I, let I feel like you're, flourish. you're on this. I mean, this, I may be completely wrong too, and I probably am, but I feel like you're comparing, like, Apple let's think oranges. of it in like a really based on a country because we're thinking we're, we're comparing countries right now, comparing why countries like, like comparing Korea states. as a country. Why, how, you're comparing a state based federation to a unitary state. Like a Korean system, but why is that difference so relevant? It, you 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 were talking about like geographical distances and locating like one place in another in a different city. That geographic distance is still present in my example. It doesn't matter if it's like a state federated thing or not. The elements that are parallels to the situation that you're putting in Korea still exist in my example. For you to set up a company, okay, in like a state level, you you still have. It's way harder. You no, still have be, to go. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You still, it's in America, you could just do it usually just through the like uh, state system, right? It doesn't have to go through, it probably doesn't if you get uh, the, the size you get up to, to the federal system. Because there's still like companies based in within, solely within the states, right? Within a single state, I keep saying states, a single state. Yeah. Like Korea, there's, you could think of it as there's only one state. I get it. That's why it should be easier. Because if you, if like, for example, if you want to set up a company in the States and you want to expand, you have to like deal with these federal rules, right? In Korea, you only have one set of legislation, really, the national legislation that you have to deal with. Why is it harder? You have less legislation to deal with. Because there's literally no incentive, I feel like, for these companies to proceed. That's why you need to give venture capital and then you need to give capital so that you give people the wings to fly. And you'll take some losses, but it eventually will help out. Dude, we have some really smart people in Korea. I just, I, that's also one of my gripes about Korea. I feel like it's so singular, like where we uh, direct such great talent that we have in Korea. It's like, oh, like conglomerate companies like these. I think there is a startup culture that's building and flourishing a little bit, but I think there could be, a, I think the balance still is very tipped towards like the Tibbers and the, multi, the multinational conglomerates. I think there needs to be like a, 
more of a culture change, but it, it, I think their desire for a lot of like young people are there in Korea, but the infrastructure isn't quite quite there yet. No, I agree. That's very skewed towards conglomerates. Yeah, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that part. Yeah, yeah. So, but we, but we have we, we have so, so many conglomerates. We have wealth like located at the very top as well. But we we have really smart people. Um, I think we have the people to do it, but like the culture is like we we rear them to again to these top companies, and that's what they should do. It's like a very one single sided like rearing, but that but but it's safe. I think maybe that's just part of the attitude. And you tell you told you kind of um, like hinted at this, and, and it's it's embedded in kind of your assumptions. I think it's like we don't want to take risks, but that's the problem. We need to take risks. Otherwise, we're just going to be stuck in our own ways that have perpetuated the very problems that we're talking about right now. Of course it will, because we don't want to take risks, but change equals risk. I feel like, no, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with anything you say. Everything you say holds true, but it's just saying, I don't think that could be applied in the scale that you're thinking in Korea. It doesn't have to. Korea has takes risk. It's like asking a really rich family kid to take risks and start a startup and asking a mediocre family kid to somehow build up the money and start a startup the rich kid could fail and do it over and over again until he succeeds the you know kid from a normal family could probably do it one or three times that and then literally die out i mean no that's the analogy no, not, i'm giving i know i know but it's not but but i think you think it's like always like rich or richer people you have to account for the scale for example like for a company like microsoft or like amazon or whatever or like tesla like that's a huge ass scale, but if you do like a tenth of that in Korea, that still be would be very successful in Korea, right? A tenth of that in Korea is you're a conglomerate. Oh yeah, so yeah, whatever. A fiftieth of that, then you're making my case. If you can do a fiftieth of that, you'd still be very successful in Korea, right? Okay, okay. Let me so tell you about the domestic scale, market a little. But it'd still okay. be successful yeah, when by you cut, scale cut off in Korea. The scale, they, there are mid-sized companies that do that are solely based in like Busan and Daejeon and Daegu, all these like you know other media, metropolitan cities yeah. that aren't in Seoul. But for, okay, for like the companies you like always bring up like, oh, these innovative companies that are big and make it big in the global market. And I say this again, like the last time too, they're going to be ate up, eaten up by the other conglomerates before they even get to that size. But aside from that, even if they stick, stick to the domestic market so that the other conglomerates don't eat them up, they're never going to even appear to your perspective as a successful company no no no. no 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 that's not like, that's not my standard of a successful company but you were just talk you, you were just talking about how to have housing prices drop in seoul right and that would be to also like diversify the value of like cities like balance out the value of all across cities that's my goal that's 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 a problem that i was trying to solve for so we don't have to, the success of this at the scale of the states was not the end goal i was trying to like go for it's just be successful enough to have cities be prosperous in Korea. And that accounts for scale. Like you don't have to be as successful as like freaking Tesla. No, no. That was just an example how how that works in the state. Now let's scale that and like, let's like account for the scale of that and like apply to the scale in Korea, which would be much smaller in Korea, right? But it would still be successful, like analogously in Korea as it would be in the state. So yeah, make it smaller. It's completely fine. Yeah. That would still be successful, dude. You don't have to be like the size of like a company. The golden goal of the people who of the workforce is still to work in that level a lot of times that's why eventually they are still drawn to to work at tesla yes to to work at the bigger companies where they get better benefits 
Yeah. And these companies are still eventually going to set up a base in Korea. I mean, in Seoul. I mean, you're making the case that we just have this attitude that we want to, we we don't want to invest in our own like capital and our own innovative uh, capacities that generate natural ideas that can then generate prosperity for our own cities. And, but that that's that's the issue. That that's the problem. Like that's our attitude. We can't have that attitude, especially if we want to solve for like the issues that you're talking about. Nobody's going to solve them for us. If you're going to do it, you need like to take risk in venture capital. But that's the thing. I think it's like government should step up. Um, some private, like, capitalists, venture capitalists should also step up. Um, I, I think one of my like goal, dreams slash goals, or I don't know my dreams, but like a wish list thing. If I ever get rich enough, one of the things I would love to do is like become a venture capitalist in Korea. <laughs> Just if you, you find like really talented people, because I know there are there and just like put the money there, have, you know, over the years, get experience of the business acumen so that you know how to identify which ideas are really good, invest in them. And then, yeah, show that show, show people that, you know, our own people can believe in our own people to provide not only for your families, but also for your own country. But I, don't I think really hope you could pull that off. I don't think I can. I mean, maybe. But I mean, I was like, why? But there are people who are already pretty rich enough too, right? Why not? Why not do it? I, I don't know what the, how the venture capitalist environment is in Korea, but I feel like that will be one, you know, one good solution. You're right. Maybe it is in the culture in Korea to not move in general. I don't think so many conglomerates tried to move their workforce from a particular one place to another and they gave insane incentives to do so and still people lingered on in the Seoul area so maybe it is in the culture of korean people to just stick to where they're born and and to be really drawn to those like big ass companies incentives like because they're very attractive right but i'm sure there are people in korea that like i want to start my own thing you know, and have this really good idea too, which I know there are. And then, but maybe we can scale that even more, like blow it up even more if we had more venture capital money pumping into it. People who really could have a good eye for like really good ideas and for people who really have a drive to be an entrepreneur too. Because, um, yeah, I think entrepreneurship has really melded into the identity of estates. And it, and it has changed things for the better too. And yeah, I think Korea can also do uh, something similar. I pray for the day you become a venture capitalist, then, and you could just come up to my face and say, "Told you." <laughs> I would like I would like that as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a tough road because you have to be a very rich, rich. <laughs> especially if you want to be like an individual venture capitalist. But there are rich people like that in Korea already too. That's why I go like, I think it's kind of like a, a culture thing. I don't know. It's like it a is. culture Maybe thing in Korea. Yeah. Like you care for your own family, right? Um, and that's not a bad thing necessarily, but also like insulates you from helping others. Um, it just not if, if forget if if you don't really have like nationalism. If you're not very patriotic, that's fine too. But if you invest in like different cities too, you just invest in the community that your children will be in, that your family will be in as well too. 
Um, and you help like lots of people too. If you have like this awesome business that just flourishes and you just help thousands of people and like get employed as well. And you might, whatever product you come up with, you also help a lot of people as well with the product that you create. So, yeah. I mean, dude, the K-pop industry, that's like, to me, that's like what it should be in the corporate world. <laughs> we have so much investment that at least I'm seeing like in the K-pop artists, uh, so many Where different companies. Where is it based off? I, I don't know. Where is it coming from? Where's the money coming from? All the companies in Seoul. Oh, yes. Yeah. Every single big K-pop company is all based in Seoul, too. Yeah. But why can't I, you do that in a different city? But, but regardless, no, it's not a matter of doing that in a different city. It's just that the, it sucks in the people from the different cities. Oh, yes, yes, right. Yeah, but I guess K-pop... It's, it's like, it's a matter so, of... So let's separate, these... let's separate the thing about K-pop to like, there's a lot of different companies within that same industry, right? And mm-hmm. people are just very driven to like create like K-pop. So now take that. One of the things you'll have to solve for the obstacles if by trying to translate that kind of experience in that situation to other corporate corporations in general uh, would be like, how do I now make other cities attractive? Because I think for like digital products, for like physical products, like, you know, performances, arts, I mean, it's very possible that you'll, you'll need a strong population to do that in. But for like digital products, that's not, you don't necessarily like need to be at the heart of the city because digital doesn't respect your geographical boundaries. Yeah. Okay. The issue with that is that people still respect geographical boundaries, right? And your workforce, be it digital and it may be a smaller workforce, is still going to become from the population, right, of the country. And yes, but you just can service by pure that... statistics, the most suitable workforce labor would most likely be where the most people like, are already living. So let me throw out a hypothetical to you. This is kind of like a chicken and egg situation. You're saying like you need to have a suitable workforce to have that great company. But let's say if there was a great company that offered salary higher than what was being offered at Seoul, let's just presume that, you know, somebody was able to fund this just somehow, okay? Let's say like Uber, uh, I don't know how Uber is doing in Korea or some other like really great company in the States, um, uh, like decides to set up a branch office. I don't like using that example because it almost sounds imperialist. So let's just use it like a more domestic example. Let's just say a great company self-funded somehow by a venture capitalist offers better salary in like Tejon than it does in Seoul. People don't you think Seoul? people would draw would be drawn oh, to no, go to no. Tejon? I've, t- I've told you before, man. Tom Kakao made uh-huh. a they made their head office in Teju. In Teju, right? Oh, and she, that's where they. That's where they got, they, they, I mean, they gave the best, Kakao has really good benefits, right? Uh-huh. And there's the headquarters office, right? But still, what it does is, okay, this comes down to a lot of different things. First of all, a lot of these cities don't have the infrastructure of Seoul. So the general living experience there is not as comfortable as it would be in Seoul or, you know, I mean, other metropolitan cities are pretty good too, but. Yes. Okay. So, okay. We pause it. Then you need the government also to then also make Cheju like a, a, a better place to live in. It, I guess it, it's a synergy of things too. So I think so part yeah, of the reason- And that becomes a chicken and eggs thing again. Like, would you, why would the government start suddenly without any money? That's like- Okay, yes. Okay, but that's, but that's, I think that's the point too. That's actually, I think it's a chicken. If you acknowledge that it's a chicken egg thing, then you're saying that it, one could happen without the other happening kind of. So why not the government just do that if it's a chicken and egg situation? Why not be the egg in this situation then? 
now, right? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to think. I'm like thinking if I were offered a really, really, really good incentive and sense salary, would I just literally uproot everything I have right now and just move straight up to some rural town that is potentially being a city, I guess. Let's say you hired 3,000 employees at that headquarters. That's a oh, lot of people. You have to convince 3,000 people to do that? Yeah, I mean, you need, the help of, you need the help of the government as well. Dude, nothing. You're almost saying, I, hey, we're just comfortable where we are. But of course, change is going to be, there's going to be resistance to change. But that's why you need to provide like fuel to fight against that resistance. And that's where the government would come in. What's the job of the government, dude, to make things for the better too? Why are you perpetuating like things that are comfortable? It's, I mean, if it's going to solve different things, it's your job as a government to be able to fund for these solutions and push for them. Like you, you're eliminating that possibility just out of the question that like, oh yeah, why would I do that? That's 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 not the question government should be asking themselves. It should be like, it should be more like, will this actually help our country? And yes, let's push for it. Weigh the risks, but if it's going to be super beneficial, then do it. It's stupid where it's all just calculated, cap, like all concentrated in Seoul. I find it pretty stupid. Everyone finds it stupid. Even Koreans find it. Even Seoul. Every single government official knows it's stupid. Yes, but it, well, then why are they not trying to put more effort into it? Probably because of the attitude. Like they're just it's comfortable. Just not maybe doing it's that. the attitude, and maybe we just wasted trillions of dollars just doing nothing because people's I mean, attitude in the end don't change. I, don't I know. mean, could be right. We were stuck. I mean, even the states were stuck in the slavery for so many years, even though it was like very wrong too. Just because it was stuck at that long doesn't mean that it was use. It wasn't. It was. It was a very bad idea. Yeah, I was saying like the continuity of something makes it such that, oh, yeah, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a maybe it's a good idea and that's where we continue to do it. No, continuity of something doesn't mean it's a good idea. So maybe Korea has been doing it wrong for many years. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at real something real quick. Yes. Well, I mean, we're also at time too. Yeah. This was a stressful talk. Oh, stressful? I had fun. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not have fun? No, it's fun, but it's more fun because you're kind of seeing it from outside perspective. Outside perspective? And I'm dude, living I also inside. have inside perspective. I have family that live there, dude. Yeah, but you don't live there. I get it. It's not an immediate issue. You don't think, oh God, we should have to talk about outside perspective. Don't you think like outside perspective also equals diverse perspective that can be applied to different situations? No, the no, reason- yeah. I'm saying, no, I'm saying that you're, I'm not devaluing your opinions because you're outside perspective. I'm just saying it's more stressful for me because I'm living, I feel personally that it would be more stressful. Oh, for I me. see, I see. You're saying I can feel more comfortable because I don't live the situation you're living in. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. I could feel stressed and about all the sadness about happening, you know, like shootings in America, but. I personally don't feel threatened by it. You know, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it affects me too in a way, but I see, yeah, you're living it too. But I see it happening with my friends there in Korea. Um, I see that happening with my friends in the US too. Oh, yes, yes. But it affects you, right? I have family that live in Korea. I see my cousins going through this shit too. And I see Mm. like how it wears them down. Like they go through Hawkins as well. And I, it's like, it's, it's sad sometimes to see. Uh, how their lives were like reared in this one direction really i don't like all of my cousins i think aunts and like uncles they all were like go to a good school you know get a good paying job like none of them was really like hey try something different and there i have a lot of aunts and uncles like like nine aunts and then like another four from uh 
the other side of the family. So maybe our day, the day will come too. I mean, Korea went through a crisis pretty recently, like, you know, where there was a famine and people were starving, like in what, 1980s. I don't think we're, uh, okay. When I think of starving and famine, I think of it at a scale of North Korea. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah not, not to that extent, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, we went through some rough times yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. So maybe our time will come. Maybe we're just going through, like you said, growing pains. Maybe depopulation when we, you know, cut down these 50 million people to 25 million and, and then, then immigration populated with other in. people. It's just like, and then, you know, someone's very conservative could say, is that even Korea anymore then? Yeah, and then you go through this whole like crisis of like identity crisis nationally. Yeah. And good things will come out of it. Okay, you, know? you never know. If we talked about the second topic, there might not even be a Korea at that time because China's going to take us all over. Oh, I do want to talk about that later. But yeah, we can talk today. about that. Oh, dude, we should talk about the, our Brian friend. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll invite him for that one. He's going to have a lot to say about that. Dude, he's going to speak about so much facts that I don't even understand. But uh, yeah, we'll just try to, like, I'll at least I'll try to navigate just using logic and rationally. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll try to get him on board. Yeah, we'll have Rachel join as well. It'll be a party, but it'll be hard to navigate. We'll see how it goes. Man, that's got to be a really, I don't think that's even going to be able to do, you're going to be able to do much in an hour with that four people. With four people. I mean, I think some of us will just naturally not yeah, speak as much. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> I'm going to be able to barge in when Brian's spewing his facts at us. And we're going to be like, oh, oh, okay. No, man. I, yeah, we'll, we'll, still be ha- we'll still have something to say. It's what people do with facts that create logic that can then be fallacious. Right. So, anyway, we'll see. All right. Let's close out. Um, don't hang up just yet. I, I think I just need to like click stop. And then you mm-hmm. hang up afterwards because otherwise the audio doesn't get fully collected. Oh, you, really? I, sometimes, okay. sometimes. So I'm going to, before I stop, let's just say our goodbyes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, oh, goodbyes to the listeners. Bye. Uh, goodbyes to the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Let me stop.